Thank you, Terry, for that video. What an appropriate prayer this morning. Uh, this is a season and a holiday that we Americans remember. And we're about to invite you to a table of God's grace. I don't know if you can read it from where you are, the little phrase that's underneath here, etched. Do you see that? Do this in remembrance of me. Those are Jesus' words. And of course, he's talking about remembering him as our Lord and our Savior, his sacrifice for us, his redemption of us. Um, There's no one you'll ever lock eyes with for whom the benefits of that meal, the heart of our God, did not intend it. It may break his heart, they never respond. The Methodist table is an open table. It doesn't matter what where you are really if you'll come to God with a repentant heart his grace comes to you do this in remembrance of me I got a call this week from Bill Sherman the editor of religious section of the Tulsa world he had some questions for me I, I thought about just letting it go to voicemail really I did I'm always concerned about whether or not the many things I'll say what they'll pick of a 15-minute conversation to quote. I'm not that smart to edit everything that carefully. But I felt compelled to witness. So I shared some thoughts. And I tried to be gracious and I tried to be understanding. His question was about what I thought about the Ten Commandments being taken off the lawn at the Capitol in Oklahoma City. I said it saddened me. I tried to be gracious and say, but I understood the pluralistic society that our legislators have to deal with and representing all the people and tried to be understanding. But God's been working on me since then. And he's reminded me there's some things we need to remember. Passover meal was about God freeing his people from slavery. He said, don't forget this. Do this in remembrance. Jesus picks up that same note. Do this in remembrance. The actual phrase is anamnesis, against amnesia. Don't forget. And I'm not so concerned about what monuments are in a yard. But deep somewhere in the soul of what it means to be America is this understanding that we are a nation under God. Do you understand how important that is? The Ten Commandments start with something that sounds very religious, you know. Have no other gods before me. What does that have to do with secular society? I'll tell you what it has to do with. If there is not a God, any one of you can claim to be. If there is not a God, you invite tyrannies of all sorts. There's a reason our nation has remained free. Many reasons probably, but at the heart of it is our understanding of what laws should be based on. Should they be based on the will of those who have most power? 
those who have the gold or who have the guns. God help us if our nation becomes that nation. God help us if we return to what we left England to get away from. A government controlling a church. Have we forgotten why so many of our forebears gave their lives that we might be one nation under God? It's an issue much deeper than monuments on a lawn. I'm not so concerned about the monuments. I am concerned about the principles by which we live. Do this in remembrance of me. I don't think Jesus said that just sentimentally. I think he said it because he knew that if we forget, we're in peril. As a church, as a nation, do this. And don't forget. Lord God, we we stand before you this morning as repentant people. As your church, we listen for how we are to negotiate with faithfulness, with love, with understanding the cultural tides that swirl around us. Give us wisdom, Lord God. Give us courage. Help us not to fall asleep at the wheel at this point in history. Raise us up, Lord God, as those who are responsive to you. We come this morning remembering you at the very center of our lives, God, so that we might be those that help center our nation on the things that keep us aright, that keep us on course, that keep us a society that values one another, that makes no man an absolute ruler. Father, make us aware of those things in which we trust. This morning, our proclamation is we trust you. Your grace in our lives to save all of us, sin-prone that each of us are, but your children all the less. Claim us afresh, God, for your purposes. And give us the courage of your Son. Who told us in this world we will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Keep our eyes focused on you. That countenance that we most want to please, Father, smile upon us this morning. And guide us in those ways that bring you delight and glory. We ask it in the name of your son. Who on the night that he gave himself up for us. Took bread. He gave thanks to you our father and he broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples saying take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise after supper Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks to you, our Father, and he gave it to his disciples. And he said, take and drink from this, all of you, for this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
So, Lord God, we ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit on these gifts of juice and bread. But, Lord, let them be a point of contact that the pouring might not stop there, but that your Spirit may be poured out upon your people. Shape us so by your Spirit that we don't find ourselves reacting to the world around us, but acting so as to please you. Give us that steadiness of heart, that trueness of vision, that sincerity of love. Live within us, Lord Jesus, we pray. Even as we pray as you taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.